between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. Again, my spirit, the spirit of the Lord, saying blessings, blessing, blessing, blessing. I bring blessings, 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 blessings. I have come with blessings. I have come with blessings. I have come to bless. I have come to bless. For in my face is blessing. In me is blessing. This is my blessing. I have come to bless. I have come to bless. For in looking unto me, you are being blessed. Keep your gaze looking unto me. Keep looking unto me. For in looking unto me is blessing. That is how you access the blessing. By looking to me. By looking unto me. By looking to me. That you will come into my chambers. That where I am, where I am, even where my very, very place where I am, is where I want to bring you to. And that is blessing. That is blessing. That is blessing. I have come to bless. Come into my chambers. Come into my chambers that I may feast you with my blessing. I have come to bless. I have come with blessing. I have come to bless. It is my blessing. It is in looking to me. It is in looking unto me. I have come that you may see me. I have come that you may see me. And I have come to bless. I have come to bless. I have come to bless. I am the blessed one and I have come to bless. Look unto me. Look unto me and you will be blessed. Amen. Father, we bless you. Glory to your name. Amen. Let's open our Bibles. Glory to God. Psalm 23. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Mm. 
Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. A prateli menate venosi cateli adabaste brantele benata. Rigate vinosi bandi agadosi babanate li agenosta. Livrate benti nagatali anamoste bantani gedosta. A libre gatali adabaraboshti bagade bere bere bosta. Lebreteli agadavanata. Vava vavriagato meriagata. Ilebrenti avantia namegatosta. We have come to a round. We are in a season of great heralding of mighty mighty mysteries we have come to herald mysteries it is a season of blessing and it is a season of heralding great and mighty things it is a time of showing secrets showing great mighty ancient secret ancient secret ancient secret ancient secret it is the time it is my time of revealing mighty things mighty things mighty things for we have sent for to herald these things, for to trumpet them, for to loud them, for to speak them, for to speak them, for to speak them, for they are given for you to know. They are given for you to know. They are given for you to know. It is the time. It is the time for to herald great things. It is time for to herald mighty things. It is that time. And we have come. It is a season upon you for to herald mighty things, to herald great secrets to around great mysteries, to around things that doesn't make sense to a man, that doesn't make sense to just any man, that doesn't just make sense to any man. It is that time. It is that time. It is that time. Fight. Fight for this season. Fight for this time. Fight for to hear this heralding. Fight for to stay with this heralding. Fight. 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 I say fight for it. Fight for it, for it is yours. It is ordained for you. It is given for you. It is that season that we have come to around mighty things. We have come to around secret things. Mercy. Psalm one. says, the Lord is my shepherd. Thank you. Praise God. The Lord is my shepherd. I, I shall not what? Amen. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters and he restored my soul. Praise God. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Verse 4 here. Yet though I walk through the, the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they, would, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and thou anointest my head with 
oil. Praise God. My, my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Before going, I just want to say something. I think it's clear. Um, it's clear the Lord is trying to get our attention about something. I don't know if it's clear to you, but um, it's clear to me. Mm, I think even the tongues and interpretation is, um, I don't see it as, it's not really the message. It is more of something the Lord wants to just let us know. And I think he has been trying to get it across to us for some for some time, praise God, um, that it's a, this is a unique season of blessing um, for, for souls. And um, for heaven to be making such emphasis, I feel that it's, it might be a rare opportunity, maybe that it's something that if one misses, one might never be able to get it back. Praise God. Because there are ways when God wants to do something on the earth, there are ways sometimes they labor for a long time. God can labor for centuries, thousands of years to, to bring people to a certain alignment, threshold, to, bring, to make things align a certain way so that certain things can happen on the earth. Amen. And to, to do that, um, it's not always, there are certain things that might not always be there in terms of the opportunity for access and for entrance. You know what I mean? That there's something called timing. There's something called the day of visitation. It's not that God doesn't always like to come. It's just that because of a lot of things, around the, the place, the earth, and the jurisdiction of men, that a lot of labor, things have to be put in place to create the right situation for God to come a certain way. Praise God. And I sense very strongly that we are in such a season, the Lord is speaking about blessing, blessing, blessing. Praise God. And blessing, and then he's talking about mysteries. That not, you shouldn't shy away. That's a summary of what the Lord is saying. That He wants to, that there's something about His chambers, is a call concerning God. And when, when God is calling, know that mystery is calling. Praise God. So, um, I feel there, if there is anything in, in you that is against the mysterious, against mystery, maybe too much love of simplicity and all of that. You need to, this is a time to, to make war with that, to fight so you can, so you can press on from what you know into what you don't know. Do you understand? I, I'm seeing a great door. You know, this con at Lagos Convention is starting tomorrow, our own convention. There will be, after that, there will be UK Convention. You know how we do it. There's UK, after UK, there's going to be even DPM in, 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 uh, in London. Then we'll have our own praise God. There's a series of meetings that are going to be happening. I just want to, to beg us, if I can beg you. <laughs> I think we have got into begging now at uh, this time. Praise God. And it's okay, I can beg you. There's no, I can even kneel down. 
if you if you want that. Um, I just to beg us to be sensitive to the season, you know, be sensitive to what to what God is doing and um, this is a time for for great these are I believe these are times where your life can change so dramatically that it will be a reference point for you. Praise God if you are able to handle the season um, correctly. Praise the Lord. So uh, the Lord will help every one of us that that no nobody will force times like this don't usually feel too good, you know, naturally. Um, because where they want to carry you to is not with natural strength that you will get there. It's not with excitement. It's not excitement. This is not an excitement season. It's a serious season for for serious-minded people. Praise the Lord. You know what I mean to be? Where you can set your, your, your face, your heart as a flint, a, a stone that cannot be moved, that you will get to the end of everything that God has for you. Praise God. So, if you wanted to, if you have the tendency to be weak, that's just my message. What I want to let you know is, this is not the time for that. Right? If you have a tendency to be weak, sometimes be you know just this is not the time. Gather your strength. <laughs> they say, was speak, prophet was speaking to to Zion or Jerusalem. He said, put on your strength. Put it on. You can put on strength. Because there is strength come from in the spirit for you to put on. Amen. The Lord will, this is, and this is not a matter of your own strength. It's the, when you say put on your strength, it means not your own. Go and wear the strength that has been prepared for you. Praise God. So I, I pray as you lead, yield your heart to God that um, none of us will escape this time of great blessing. In Jesus' name. This is going to be a season of separation. This is the, some people will just go. You won't see them. They will just go and if you are not careful, you will, there might be a great gap. And I'm seeing, based on what the Lord has been putting in my heart, I'm seeing some things picking up. You know, we've, this year we've come down. You know where we started, how we started this year? And the high note, we're talking about the living son of God. We're talking about the everlasting son and all that. Praise God. But we had to, the Lord had to bring us down. It's mercy. That was, uh, I believe, from the beginning of this year to now has been a great season of mercy for maybe God saying more people need to enter. More people need to come and be positioned to take to take this flight. You know what I mean? So they I have slowed down the flight so that more people can come into that season. Amen. But I believe strongly we are we are gearing up again. Amen. Amen. And so the Lord will the Lord will help us in this time uh, to right? Um, if there are some things that have been, we've gone over that maybe you didn't really capture well, you can still go back, right? You know, in the, the Revelation church, it was telling them to go and, sorry, to what they have, the works that they haven't done well, they should go back to those works and do them. I mean, the Bible says that you should perfect what is lacking. I mean, that you can journey, but there are some things lacking. You can still go back to what? To perfect them. Amen. Um, this is no longer a season to just journey casually, right, where you say, okay, I came to a meeting today, and then I, 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 did, I couldn't come for the two meetings, and then I come three minutes later, and then you just, from anywhere, you just jump there without knowing what happened. No. This is a time of journeying. You have to, don't miss anything. 
right? Because this is the season of laying things upon things. If you miss an understanding, it might be hard for you to catch up the next thing that the Lord wants to say. Amen. You know, this is, this is maturity, right? Being mature is, uh, is a time when you're not, not just anything goes. You know, you are, you are careful, you are studious, you are, you, are, you, are, you are, like Paul was saying, you are running like somebody who, who wants to what? Who wants to what? Attain a crown, not just anyhow. The Lord will bless you. In Jesus' name, and I pray that you will never sow without reaping. In Jesus' name, you will never sow that everything you sow in your time and your effort, everything you sow into God, you're going to reap bountifully. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Father, we ask that you will come and help our hearts this morning as we look further into your word. We are praying, Lord Jesus, the teacher, you are the owner of the word, the owner of the book, the minister. You will minister your own, your father's thought and your father's things, minister of the sanctuary. Come and help us. We have before the threshold again to press into the waters, the waters which you have caused to flow, Lord, by us. May this stream not pass by without us drinking, without us being able to fetch out of what you're saying. I'm asking this a season, Lord, where I, I need to depend upon you to lead me and to direct me and lead my heart into, Lord, that exact thing which you want to do and which you want to open up. I ask for help as your own, use me as your own vessel, as your own conduit to, to open up and to, Lord, create and to bring creation of the image and the, the, the development of that which you want to raise within us and among us. Thank you, our Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Vrehana stopra autoprefena hata. La parana apramtopus. Te ikrime heaven. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Fahanaste. La prata soto fano. Thank you. Praise God. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Maha maha sususumemiono. Fefremenif kronsk. Tapresus provenatas. Sister Pramona, glory to God. The Lord is saying that it's time. It's time to cross over into the spirit. It's time. It's no longer a time for you to have one feet in the spirit and then one, one feet in the natural. It's time to lose the ankles to the natural. It's time to lose the ankles to those things which are passing away. It's time to lose ankles to corruptible things. It's time to push in fully. It's time to dive in fully. It's time to move fully into the spirit. It's time to move fully. It's time to move fully. It's time to move fully. It's time to dive fully in. Even into the river of God. Even to the river of God and even to the stream of blessed things. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to take flight. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to move. To move onward. To move forward and upward. To move onward into blessed things. Into blessed things. It's time. It's time to be no longer found in the grave. It's time to be no longer found in the clay. It's time to rise up. And it's time for your feet to be placed upon solid ground. Even upon the rock. Stay. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. 
for I call, I call unto thee, I call unto thee, I call thee out, and I call thee forth, come forth, come forth. It's time to come forth, to come forth unto me. Come to me, it's time to come to me. It's time for you to come. It's time, it's time, it's time. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, glory to you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. The Lord is my, is my shepherd. Praise God. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. And he does what? He, he restored my soul. And he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his word, for his name's sake. Thank you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they what? They comfort me. Praise God. And thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my editor, my cup runneth over. And surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will do what? Dwell where? In the, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Praise God. Uh, the, the, Lord being, the Lord being the shepherd um, here is um, for the, the purpose of, of, of dealing with Wants or need. It's for the dealing with the needs of the what, of the soul. Praise God. It's to deal with what the the need of the soul. That is the the, the reason for the shepherding ministry of the Lord. So he says that the Lord is my shepherd. Then therefore I what I shall not. I shall not want. Now what I shall not want is. He's talking about the, the want for anything that is good. That I shall not, because you see that at the end in verse 6, that he now says surely, that word surely is not an ordinary word. He's saying that without any doubt, praise God. And also the, the word surely is a word that qualifies the, Things everlasting, right? Things everlasting means that things that never fail, right? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a particular word. It's the word of the Holy Ghost, which he attaches to things that what, uh, that never fail, that are not designed to fail, things that, uh, praise God, Hallelujah. that have no failing capacity. And you know, when you, when you think about things that don't fail, it's, it's not, a, it's not a normal quality. It's a quality of things which God approves. That's the sign that something or to God, that something is good to God, is that the thing has an unfailing kind of characteristic, like the foundation which he will rest. It's called a sure foundation, right? So praise God. So the word sure 
the sure means that it's, it's, a, it's a qualification which is used to qualify a certain category of, of materials. Praise God. In, this, in the spirit, when I say material, I'm talking about properties of beings and properties of nature. So there is there any spiritual thing which your soul can have, um, the soul can have it in grade and in degrees. So there is what you call fate. Then there is sure fate. It's not the same. There is love. There's also sure love. There's love that is sure. Praise God. There is mercy. There's also what you call sure mercies. Praise the Lord. Everything that, that you find in the spirit as that flows down from God, they are things that you, when you arise into how God carries them, see God carries them in a, in a way that is different from how man carries them. For example, the operation, the Bible speaks about something called the operation of the faith of God. There is, there is a way a man can have faith. There's a way God can have faith. It's very clear they can't be the same. The kind of things that God believes, you can't, men can't believe for such things. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> God is, God's, God's attitude of faith, he said that God who, who called who quickened the dead, that is the description of the operation of the faith of God. <laughs> Is that God quickeneth who? The dead. Man cannot quicken the dead. But God does that. Imagine looking at the dead to quicken them. That is not an ordinary kind of mindset. Praise God. The dead is what, that's where men go and they stop. Men are broken. Dead breaks men. When even the best, the best, the best doctor, where does his doctor stop? When death occurs, with all his learning. When, ah, this is, there's death. If there's still life, the doctor has, he has strength and he has hope. He has mind. No, there's something that can still be done here. He will do more tests. What can we do? But as soon as what happened? Death comes. When, when Mr. Dead visits, what happened? You, you move into what? The, the realm of impossibility. You're, so anytime you see matters of death, death uh, is a matter of, is a, falls into the category of things that only God can do. Do you understand what I'm trying to say to you? It's a, no, there's no man's faith that can talk to the dead. That can, the, the dead does not respond to men. Death is a power beyond men. It's a, it's a, it's a different power because death has is sort of everlasting kind of property to eat, right? Death is in the DNA of death is, is everlasting. Uh, can you understand me? When you, say, when you say it is dead, it means it has got into an everlasting state that it cannot be, be brought back from. So death is powerful. Amen. Amen. But there is a being who quickened the dead. That is just something, the property of his, uh, of his nature, of his ability. God who, who quickened the dead. That's the first part of him. Then the second part is that he called those things which be not as though they were. That's some, that one is higher than quickening the dead. 
Do you understand that? So that is one level of, but those two things are two, two, two potencies, two powers in God that are beyond man. There is the dead is, but is dead. And then God can quicken the dead. Man cannot do that. Another aspect which is higher than quickening that is things which actually be not, not just that they are dead, is also another realm of operation of God. Is that God can, that is where you, you pick the, the creating ability. That's what you call the creating. That's why they call him the creator. When they say the word in Romans, they refer to him as the creator. He's not a creator. No other person can create. Even Satan does not create. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? He doesn't create everything Satan has. I think he stole from God. Is there anything the devil has that he didn't steal? Even himself, he stole it from God. He stole himself. There is only one being which, which call it things which be not. As though what? As though they were. And he's not even telling you that he brings them who creates alone. He said he calls them as though they were. It means that he operates in the realm before outside creation. You don't understand what I'm trying to say. Does anybody catch what I just said? You don't understand what I said? That is not that the, when he said he called, he didn't say that he created the things that are not created. That's part of, we know that's part of it. But he said that things which be not, he calls them. As though they were, means he interacts with things that are not. Do you understand what I'm, before, before things were, where was he? It's like almost a language to try and describe something to that, that will bend your mind, that you cannot conceptualize about God, that you can't actually understand. So they have to say, he, he quickened the dead, okay, but he, he actually, he call it. He call it means he relates. He can see things that be not. And he can relate in the world of things which be not. Do you understand? That is, that is God for you. I'm just pushing part of what the Lord wants to do. They want to break all the limitations you put around God. The heaven is saying it's time to let those things go. Because if you don't break those things, it's hard. you can't move forward to learning God. There's a place they want to move us into. That, you know, the, your frame of thinking. Some of us think spatially. We only think spatially. When you say, okay, God is here. Okay, where is he? Let's go there. <laughs> You know, last time was it on Wednesday, we were just trying to break through that concept of kingdom as a place where you have a, a king sitting down and all, just to redefine it. You know, that thing is, our, is the shackles and the, the limitations that have, been, that have been placed on our mind by relating too much with corruptible things. That it creates boundary. But if a soul wants to learn God, like the, the tongue interpretation was saying, praise God, that, that they are welcoming us and calling us into into the realm of mystery, you must be able to think beyond the unthinkable. You have to be able to, to take thought that is outside the jurisdiction of, of the frame of man's mind and, and think a certain way, which is different from how the natural thought of man goes. And you find that it's in such thought, God is hiding somewhere. In, 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 in such kind of meditation. 
So part of what God wants to do in this season is he wants to upgrade your meditation. Amen. Take it. You know, it's not every time that you try and draw parallel to the natural. You know, we tend to do that. You try and draw parallel to the natural. Always looking for a parallel, looking for some kind of anchor. Okay, where, where does this start? Anchor. It's a kind of, it's a falling heart who tr- that tries to do that. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. So, so this God, so when you say the word surely, surely is, is, a, is actually a spiritual co- um, qualification um, that is the, the realm of surely. Say surely. surely. The realm of surely or the, the world of sure things is, is actually the world which the, the beginning of lordship in the spirit wants to bring you into. Is the first activity of lordship or the, the beginning activity of lordship spiritually is to, is to move the soul into the, into the realm of things that are sure, to begin to deal with things that are sure. Praise God. Now, to, to make the soul deal with sure things, it's not easy to allow the soul to settle into the thought because we are used to think about, using to think about, we are used to thinking about things that end. Do you know something? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's where our mind is being customized to, is the work of corruption. To, is when you see a thought, minds of men as married the corruptible, that is difficult to think beyond corruptible things. That is the training of vanity. Praise God. The, the training of vanity. When the reason why the enemy loves soul to be committed to vanity is to lie to the soul about the nature of things. So when the soul is used to vanity, the soul will no longer have a concept of things that are excellent and things that persist, and things that, are, that continue. You, you get what I mean? That's so, because when you, because every, if everything you relate to it ends, it's hard for your, you to have a department in your a faculty within that is open to deal with endlessness. Do you see that? So one of the, the main purpose of sin is to make the inward man marry corruption as his concept of reality. You see, to marry corruption as a concept of reality and settle with corruption. And then anything that says, look, I am not corrupt, I pray don't end, it it will make the mind go into an active, hostile posture against things that have such property that cannot be defined inside the box of what? Of corruption. Because Satan, he knows, he, knows, he knows where he came from. He knows that that world, that men must not be open to thought from his realm. That man must not be, be what? Be open to what? To thought. Have you ever asked yourself, why don't men care about what happens to them when they die? Have you ever, have you ever caught to you before? Actually, most, it's very hard to, 
it's very hard for a, a person to import care of the, out, of the outer life, afterlife concern. Even many of us who so-called have that, we have it, we have it in, a, in, a little, in a little culture way. In other words, it's not really that we really care too much about it. It's that our culture has told us to, because it's our Christian culture, predominantly, has told us that you can't just live here, you have to think about the other side. But do we really care too much about that side? Do we, is our, we are not framed to think concerning that world. Now, if they check you, the concept of yourself that you have, it's difficult to find somebody who, who has an in, a sense of being as an eternal entity. Many of us don't. Uh, if we, how, do you, how does that manifest? It manifests within the, the time frame of our concern. That we, when, you're, when you're thinking of your life on the earth, you measure, okay, now I am 20, I'm 30. So, ah, I have like how many decades left? Subconsciously. All your plan, all your plan is falls into that. Everything you're doing in life falls into that. Ah, time is going, time is wasting. Hey, Kai, this, this Tino, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, when will someone get married now? In fact, man, let's just marry anybody. Time is going. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because of, now what is that thing? It's corruption. It's called, it's a, a lot of evil is because of the calibration of our mind, right? That has been, our mind has been calibrated based on corruption. It's very difficult to, I was talking about it in, in first, first, it's difficult to, to make, to introduce things that are not corruptible to a corrupt mind. Very difficult to bring what? Things that are what? Not, not corruptible to what? Even though that's his, the answer to his problem, but he can't conceptualize it. Are you getting me? So here he's saying that surely, in verse 6, that surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the what? All the days of my life. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me on this of my life. So he's separating something there. He's talking about the days of his life, but that's not the end. Then he now said, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord, what? Forever. So, uh, so he's talking about, when he said the days of his life, all the days of my life, then but that is not the end of the, of the blessing of lordship, right? It's to make you dwell where? In the house of the Lord. Now, was David making a mistake? Did David think he would live on the earth forever? Was it a slip of tongue? Was it like maybe just a mistake? You should have said till I am 80, until I go to the grave, or till I die. You should have said that. Why, why, would, why would he talk about dwelling in the house of the Lord forever? This is the Holy Ghost writing. Praise the Lord. So he's saying that, he's talking about the, the season of the shepherding of the Lord, 
pushing him into a, a place where things called goodness and mercy, which, are, which, are in, which begin to follow him in a sure way in the days of his life, that will then push him to be a dweller where? In the where? In the house of who? Of the Lord forever. To dwell where? In the house. Are you seeing that? So, so it's very clear that the end of lordship is to create people who are dwellers where? In where? Now, who are dwellers in the house, not temporary dwellers of the house, is to create everlasting dwellers of God's house. Amen. Is to produce what? Everlasting, everlasting what? Everlasting. Dwellers of God's house. Those who are, who are able to dwell in the house of the Lord. For what? Forever now. This thing here is not just talking about time alone. When you hear, let's bring in this thing called everlasting from time into quality. Right? And how you do that is this, it's like this. It's very simple. That if, if, you, if, you, if you are thinking in time first, okay, something will last forever. That's why, because they know what you understand is time. So they say, okay, let's, when we want to define the kind of life, God's kind of life, let us and make it understood. You have to use language of a concept which you can kind of understood, understand, praise the Lord. But it's very clear that God's life does not only manifest time-wise, because that life was actually there even before time. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, but when it comes into time, there's a concept in time that can help you to, come to understand God's life which is that, ah, something can continue and continue and continue and it continues forever. And you now say, okay, if something continues like that and all those things are not continuing, so what is it about that thing? You can now come from the concept of time into quality. That, ah, okay, if this one can continue forever, this one cannot, there's something inside this one, like this one that's not inside this one. Do you see that? So, so when you're thinking about everlasting life, if you think about everlasting life in the Bible, in terms of time, you will, not, you will miss it. You will not understand everlasting life. Praise God. But when you think of everlasting life, remove time and then think about it in terms of quality. Like what is it about this one that is able to make it last forever? then you begin to talk about things like goodness and mercy. Right? Praise God. That, so, so goodness and mercy are the are properties, praise God, that uh, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord for what? Forever. So, so goodness and then mercy. So things that constitute the goodness and the mercy of God, praise the Lord, are things that have a particular quality. It, they have a quality to them. Things that are of God's goodness and of God's mercy 
have a particular word, quality to them, amen, that, that is better than everything that man can ever find within his own vicinity. Amen. Amen. Say, for the Lord is good. And is what? And his mercy endure it forever. For the Lord is good. And his mercy endure it forever. For he is good and his mercy endure it forever. Those are powerful, those are revelations, right? Concerning the, the nature of the Lord. So a soul that, is, that has be, began to touch God's life is a soul that has begun to, to reach the, the goodness of God, right, and the mercy of God that has the property of his word, his everlasting life, the goodness of God, and then the word, the mercy of the Lord. Praise God. And we know that, of course, that every good and every perfect gift cometh down from above, from the Father of light, with whom there is no one, no variableness. And neither is there what? Is a shadow of turning. No variableness, right? No, and no shadow. Those are still everlasting language. When other things are varying, this one does not vary. Something is making it not vary. When other things are turning, this one has no shadow of turning. Because something else makes it, what, not turn. So, so you come down from the Father of lights, from above, from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, no what? No shadow of turning. See, every good and every perfect gift, every good and every what, and every perfect gift come down from above, from the Father of light, with whom there is no variableness and no what? Shadow of turning. Praise the Lord. So, the, when he says, the Lord is my shepherd, to the shepherding ministry of the Lord is to bring the soul into new, uh, a new kind of goodness. Right? And a new kind of goodness, and of course, a new kind of mercy. What I say, a new kind of what? Goodness. Goodness and a new what? A new kind of mercy. Now, in this shepherding ministry, there are many things that are involved in the ministry of a shepherd to, to bring a soul into good things that are Good, things that are good in the, in the order of God or things that are good in the sight of God. It's not, not everything is good in the sight of God. Right. It's not everything that what? That's good where? In the, in the sight of God. Now, for, it, for the soul to receive God's own things, there has to be um, the, let's read what the shepherd would do. He says that I, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Verse 2, 
that then he maketh me to do what? Lie down in, in green pastures, right? Then he leadeth me beside the what? Still water. So this making you to lie down in green pasture, of course, the green pasture is the food of the soul which the Lord will make, make the soul to lie down in. Right? He, say the word, he maketh me. He maketh me. That word, make. He maketh me. It means that I will not normally lie down in green pasture. That if you leave the soul, normally the soul can pass by green pasture and not lie down in green pasture. And then the soul can go into, you know, harmful things and lie down there. But the, the job of the shepherd is to make the soul to do what? To lie down. So he makes me to lie down in green pasture, and he does what? Lead me beside the water, still water. So it's very clear. You see those two aspects of the shepherding ministry, which is the aspect of being fed and then being what? And being led. So being fed and being led. So this means that it's, it's not possible for any soul to arrive at the goodness of God or or rather, or the mercy of God without being fed by the Lord and being led by the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Without being what? Fed by the Lord and being what? And being led by the Lord. Two things that must happen to the soul. If the soul will get to God, have you been fed? Say, okay, I, I don't know where God is. Have you been fed? Has God fed you before? Okay, can I ask you, okay, what do you eat? You say, what do you mean, what do I eat? I eat rice and beans. Okay, I don't mean that one. I mean, what does your soul eat? You say, my soul, yeah, I feed my soul. My soul eats things. I say, okay, what things does your soul eat? <laughs> now, if you say, okay, ah, I, I say, what your soul eats? Is it green pastures? Does... The soul eats green pasture. But if your soul does not eat green pastures, then it's not possible for that soul to come into goodness and what? Mercy of God. The goodness and then the mercy. You say, okay, oh wow, really, that's true. I say, yes. Another aspect too. Have you been led before? Say, yeah, well, I get led by the Holy Spirit. Okay, awesome. But have you actually walked beside still waters before? Amen. Amen. Have you ever walked with, beside what? Still waters. Walk beside still waters. Still water. What is still water? Still water means water. It's a water that is, for water to be still, the water is without disturbance. Right? It's, it's a water that is that is shielded from, from atmospheric winds and disturbance. That, that still water is actually, a, is actually a hidden water. Of course, if you're walking beside still water, you're walking beside still water for to, to drink of what? Of still waters. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, it's, it's not easy to... to to find, for, to find a soul 
that, 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 that arrives at leading, leading on the steel path is very difficult to, to lead a soul on a steel path. If you try to lead a soul on a steel path, the soul can get bored and run away. <laughs> Do you see that? That's the problem with the waters of God. The waters that lead to God, they are still waters. You must bring the soul into stillness. That's the, the job of the word, of the shepherd. To bring the, the soul. So it's very clear that the huge part of the shepherd's job is to immobilize the sheep. It's, a, it's actually the installation of a nature that is within the, the sheep. The, it's the nature that that finds God, that God's world opens up to. It's actually a, a still nature. So it's, if there are categories now, the sheep who the, the shepherd leads, it, it doesn't walk and eat. He lies down to eat. Those are two, they, when they, they bring those two aspects together, they're trying to teach you the, the signs of the, the school of lordship. That leads to God that first of all, the, the, the feeding and the drinking, the feeding and the drinking, or both the feeding and the leading are done in, in stillness. Right, so the sign, one of the signs of a soul that the Lord is leading is check the amount of stillness that has occurred in the soul. Now, why is stillness needed? It's because it takes, it's only in man's stillness will, can man pick the speed of God. The reason why we can't really begin to detect God is because we are too, we are too what? We are too active. Too much activity. When you, are, when you add your own speed, your own speed blocks the door to the to the speed of God. When you come, you need to come to a, to a still place. Then when you come to a still place, they open up a kind of food to you. A, there's food. The food of the shepherd only comes in stillness. A soul that has been brought to a stillness on the inside. And one thing I know for sure is that any soul that is not still I never understand. You see the concept we are teaching of everlasting life. That's why a lot of people have issue with it. Right? You can't be moving and you're running. And you're everlasting life. Ah! I'm not understanding it though. Why is it so somehow? You can't. Because you are going somewhere. Th that, this life opens up. It's like a light that comes on when the, the soul becomes immobile. Praise God. When the soul becomes what? Immobile. Then... You see, food, another kind of feasting. That is the, the work of the shepherd, right? He surrounds, he makes it, he maketh me to lie down where? In, in green pastures. Then he leadeth me beside the, the And then through the process, he will bring restoration. He will restore my soul. Amen. Now, let me that, that will tell you then. Let's read it again, please. I'm sorry, let's go on. It says that 
he maketh me to lie down in green pastures, that he leadeth me beside the still waters. Then he said, he, he restored my soul. Now, so you now see that there's something about the soul that does the, the fragmentation of the soul or caused by movement, disturbance. It's like a soul. Your soul has every everywhere it, it steps in, it leaves a part of itself. There, the soul is too slip, is too um, adhesive to things. All right? You it's like when you when you make motion into somewhere. When, and then you come out. It's not, it's not all of you came out. Is that, you know what I'm saying? It's not, not all of the soul will come out. If you move into to an activity that's not governed by the Spirit of God, you now find out that, and then they are able to save you from it. You know, Kai, this guy that went in there is not the same person who came out. Right, so, so there has to be the... the, the but you find out if you can make that person steal again for some time, you can bring back the things that were lost. Yes. The soul. Stillness. True stillness. You can, you, it plays out in your natural life. It's your soul. You see it. You see it. If you go through a day where it was scattered, many things, many, many, many things, and, and, you, and you lost the government of the spirit somewhere, you find that some things have left you. To get some of those things back, you have to come back to stillness again. So there's something about stillness that heals. Do you understand me? There's something about what? That's why, that's why sometimes you see, even somebody, people in the world who are not even Christian, sometimes they'll tell you, look, I just need a vacation. I just, it's actually it's still, and if they don't take their vacation, they, can, they know that they're losing something. Amen. <laughs> we say, ah, but is the Lord their shepherd? No, it's not their shepherd. It's the principle around the soul. That's one thing you need to understand. That when, the, what, who is the Lord? The, the Lord is the, the being who knows the soul. Nobody will know the soul like the Lord. Nobody can know the soul, but Somewhere, even a soul that is not, doesn't have a, the Lord with him, that very soul sometimes can. The soul itself has a map, an idea of what is good for him. And then sometimes the soul of, you know, the rich guy who has been pursuing money all year. After a while, the soul will say, Kai, I know you are on the journey to finishing me, but don't finish me all at once in one year. Can you just take maybe one, one week break? The soul is crying that I know you're almost spending me. I know that your destiny is you are, you, are, you are anointed to finish me, but can you just not do it all at once? Can you just take a little break and just look at other things for some time? You know what I mean? That's just how God created it. So it means that this, this law of stillness is actually something that is, 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 a, is a soul law. It's something around the soul that, that when man wanted to die, to make man die, you must make him busy. That was the, what we saw from Genesis, 
chapter 1, you, you saw it that then after they ate and everything, and God let, left, took them out of, out of what? The garden. You now saw two different kind of entities appeared. There was Seth's generation. There was Cain's generation. And it's okay, so Cain, by being busy, the soul did what? Departed from God. The, he left the presence of God. And through busyness, the soul died. Through business, what happened? The soul died through busyness. Praise God. <laughs> um, did you know that God wants to raise saviors from Zion? The Bible said that saviors will arise. Who's, who are saviors? Those who have the knowledge of salvation. Now, when they say savior will arise from Zion, it's not go and saving somebody. It's who are the saviors who arise are those who can save their soul. Do have the, who have the knowledge of how to save. You know this precious thing called your soul. There's a way that they want to upgrade you. Don't, be, don't live ignorant anymore on the earth. You know, when you are ignorant concerning the soul, you abuse your soul. But when God raises saviors from Zion, he, ra- he will raise people who are educated concerning their soul. They know what kills. Praise God. <laughs> Even going back to Genesis, you know, that's where we saw um, how Cain's own generation went, that the, that the devil was able to steal from them by virtue of what? By virtue of activity. Right? Activity that has not as not sanctioned by God. But we saw the generation of Cain, Seth, Enos, and Co. how they kept waiting, even just to have a child, stillness, until heaven moves. So it means that any movement you take without heaven can kill you. Right? If you move when heaven has a move, you can die. Something can be stolen. That's how you know. When you say the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy, how does he steal? How does it still just make you move? You can never die without moving. You cannot, you cannot be stolen from without moving. By movement, I mean the movement of your heart or the, the busyness of your heart. Do you believe what I'm trying to say? It's, it's, these are principles of the Bible. <laughs> That's why a lot of times, if they want to, uh, when God wants to save somebody, um, it's almost like a pattern of development. I mean, in terms of spiritual development. If you come and say, ah, I've worked with God, and God has said, I will, I will try and discern. When was your season of stillness? Right? Because there are some key things that are broken in man. When, when, you, just have a, when you have a person who arises out of the earth, who has lived here for maybe 20-something years or so, there are, there are some things that are guaranteed to be broken in them. That, are, that is difficult for God to use. One of the first things that devil breaks out of a person is their ear. We just cut it out. I mean, the ear of the soul. You just break out the ear, and then you pluck out the eyes. Very simple, very, very quickly. We just... And now, it takes a very long time to completely kill the soul. I mean, if you want to really destroy the soul of a man, it's not that, it's not that quick. You can't, it's not easy to destroy the soul of a man fully, I mean, with the amount of evil in the earth. It's not easy to even do that in like 30, 40, 50 years. It can take time. 
to fully dismantle the soul. But the way that Satan designed the program of, the, of man, there are some things. He made sure that by the age of maybe by 20, before his soul gets to 20, or even teenage years, their ears and their eyes are gone. So a lot of the works of the world, of the investment in the world, at that early age, is structured such that those works are to de damage the world, ear and eye. Satan, it doesn't, it doesn't easily, it doesn't begin to, to focus and zero in on the conscience until later. It doesn't start with the conscience. I'm just talking about, I'm talking about the pattern, or how, you know, you can have eye for this thing. Mm -hmm. How the, the, works, the work of souls. Because if you try to begin to, to kill the conscience of the, of the person, and you leave their eye and their ear intact, you will be walking, you will be, it will be an, an ineffective job. You find out that when you, when you clean this side, it's been written upon again. When you clean the other side, another writing has come because they still hear and they still see. So you find that the first job, like if a child is being raised, when they begin to work on the child, first of all, is to kill the eyes of the child and then kills what? The ear. So it means that kill the antenna of the soul that picks signal of life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, Do you understand me? Amen. So you see a young person, by the time a young person is, is maybe you're getting to your, to your almost your, to 20, maybe teenage years. In teenage, that's one of the, the main jobs that's done in, in teenagers. Right, this to kill. How do you kill, remove the eye and remove, and remove the ear from a soul? Praise God. It's by turning the, turning the heart of the child. What is, what is being of I? I means discernment. Right. Discernment, how you see. So when the child is growing up at that young age, the first job is to define reality them. That's the, the hyper, the, the, the main job of darkness at those age is to do what? Redefine. What, what is reality defining? What it, what it means to be successful? Um, define concept of power, authority, independence. Okay, what else? Huh? Influence everything. The child is watching. And a lot of times, who they used to do the job are the parents. By the time the child is like 18 years old, the child already thinks that school is the most important thing. Why, why is school the most important thing? Because through school, you have to be, make money and be independent and to pay the bills. Now, even though the child is not engaged in those activities, because the point where the child, because you have to, 
you, in order for the conscience to die, the conscience cannot die without deeds. But without deeds, you can remove the eyes wow. and the ears. Wow. I don't know if it makes some sense to you. Without the child doing too much, because, because children don't do too much, they're mostly playing. Or while they are playing, watching the parents and watching life, something is happening to them. They are, they are being made blind and deaf. And it's done for, it's, when, it's, for, it's for later to kill the conscience later. So when it's now time for the child to begin to interact with the world, they are coming with, with blindness and deafness. They are coming with wrong discernment. It's to train them so that they can use their hand to kill themselves. They begin to walk against the law of God in terms of how they begin to interact. When you say, okay, when you now send the child, they may be in their 20s, go and school by yourself. Go to university, and they get their first job. The first sense that comes about that occupation must be something that came out of blindness. Do you understand what I'm trying to say to you? I don't know if I made some sense to you. That, so so the, the beginning of, of killing the soul is first removing the sight and the ear. That's why when it comes to restoring back the soul, you have to start from there. That was what Jesus was telling to Paul. It's first the recovery of sight to the blind. You, must, you have to preach the recovery of sight. You can't just go straight to a Christian and then begin to handle, to waken their conscience, to purge their conscience from dead, all, all of those things. It doesn't start first. The first thing is recovery of sight. It's always first. When Jesus was speaking to, to John the Baptist, he said, go and tell him, first of all, the blind see, the deaf hear. The blind see, the deaf hear. Then there, there are those who he called the, the, the blind, the deaf, and he called the poor of the gospel, what? Preach unto them. Now, so it's without the dealing with the blindness and deafness of the soul, you cannot, you cannot do what? Begin to, uh, to interact with the conscience. Praise God. So the shepherd um, is a person who has the, he has the full sense of the soul. He knows how to. The, the shepherd is actually a savior. You understand that? He's a savior. Amen. And he has all the full world, the full sense. So, to, to begin to recover the soul back from what the soul has, has, what has been taken, stolen from the soul, you have to first of all obey that, the law of stillness first. Right? And you see that, like I said before, stillness is, the, no, is, the, is, the, is what opens the door to being stolen from and to being what? And to being killed. You see, even going before Genesis, you know, before Genesis, things already happened. Before, before God, sin came into the world, a man began to die. We saw that you can trace Satan back to where he was before in heaven. And it was Ezekiel that began to tell us concerning him that what actually killed him was breaking out of 
the stillness that God gave to him in Ezekiel chapter 28. Have you, have you read that before? Yes, Praise the Lord. Let's see that. Ezekiel 28. Amen. They are, they are describing... Praise God. In verse 15, you know, they were speaking about the anointed cherub. Um, okay, let's just quickly stay from... Um, ah, let's, because there are a lot of wisdom around what is said concerning him. Let's go from verse 11. Ezekiel 28 from verse 11. <clears throat> if you're there, say amen. amen. Are you being blessed today? Yes, okay, he says, And moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying that, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus, and say unto him that thou sayest the Lord God, that thou sealest up the psalm, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty, and then thou hast been in where? Eden, the word, guarding of God. Now, what is the meaning of that? Thou, thou hast been. The, that is telling you his, his season of his stillness. That was his, he too has a past before he fell. He had a past and a position where God put him. Praise God. <laughs> so, and where God, what he called the Eden, the word Eden is garden, or under for garden, Eden is a place of rest. Eden is, the, is actually the place of God's rest. Right is the is the garden of rest. You cannot find any entity without rest in Eden. Now the way you can tell us, well, when the son of Adam has, has has lost the potential for rest, they have to shift him out, take him out of this place. You can't you can't make a man without who has been tampered with, who has been caused to take motions against God. You can't leave such a man in Eden. He's no longer an Edenic being anymore. You have to move him outside of Eden, and they made sure that he's blocked. He can't come back into Eden. So, praise the Lord. Here, they're speaking of, of Lucifer. They say that, thou was been, where? Praise God. He says that, thou has been in where? Eden, the rest of God. The, or Eden is the garden of God's rest, that thou has been in Eden. So that one has been, means you've been there. Praise God. Amen. And he spoke about all the stones that were his covering. Then verse 14, he says, Thou art the anointed cherub that covered. And I have said this so, and that was upon the holy mountain of God. And thou hast walked up and down where? In the mist. So this word, this walk, Walking, the word walking up and down is a, is a sense of, is, is a sense of rest. Also, is a sense of stillness. Anything that walks up and down is still. So before, it was, this being only walks up and down. But later, when you saw him in the book of Job, he said, I've added something to my walk. <laughs> He said, hey, where are you coming from? He said, I'm just walking up and down. But I added toe now. I now also walk to and fro. So 
So it's clear that he's not meant to be walking to and fro. Right? He's meant to be doing what? To walking up and down. So anything that's walking up and down is still in the same spot. Right? Now, do you, do you believe that this, this is our wisdom from the Spirit? Okay. It's the same spot. So, so it means that there is a kind of movement. Does God move to and fro? No, God doesn't move to and fro. But there's, no, there's nothing as fast as God. It means that God, in, you see this concept in physics. It's there in physics. You can see an entity that's so fast in one plane. Move to the perpendicular plane. Is stationary. That is a dimension of after when you solve mathematics, you're now moving to vector mathematics. So vector mathematics, that's there's difference between a scalar quantity and a vector quantity. You know what I mean? <laughs> Amen. The, the the realm of the spirit is vectoral. It's not scalar. It's a vector world. It means that you can just it doesn't it's a realm that doesn't only have magnitude, it has direction. Amen. And it doesn't and it's not just direction in one in one, in one plane, you, you have to, the, the realm of the spirit is, is I, I, I get what I'm saying? We have 3D, I don't know how many D they have there, but maybe they have raised a lot, but, but you get my point, what I'm saying. So it means that God is not only concerned with speed. He's a kind of man that thinks of speed. Because you don't, you don't, you're not concerned with other things. That the fact that you have speed is not enough. Ah, we are moving. No, some movements are evil. There's some movement the soul ought not to take. So, so just moving is not enough. So God doesn't think in speed. God thinks in velocity. What's the difference between speed and velocity, sir? Yeah. <laughs> I'm asking the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Who can tell me the difference between speed and velocity very quickly? Okay. Direction, right? So velocity is speed with direction. So you can't just say if you say the velocity if you can say the speed is fifty kilometer per hour. That's all the information concerning speed. But if they ask, what is the velocity? You can say 50 kilometers per hour due north. That's velocity. You must add the direction. So that will tell you that God is not just interested in how, where are you, how you, are, that you, are, you are moving. Hey, where are you moving to? It matters. Where is your movement taking you? Because God, God is not ignorant. God knows that when a soul is moving, He's tending towards a direction. He's going somewhere. Something, and, and God is concerned about direction because there are some places you should not get to. Do you get what I'm trying to say to you? So this being was, he was placed in Eden. They, they gave him an operation of walking up and down. But see what he did in this Ezekiel chapter 28. Thank you, Jesus. He says that, verse 17, And thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the world, stones of fire, and verse 15, Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created until what? 
iniquity was what? Was then first found in thee. And they are describing that iniquity. He says that by the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence. And thou hast sinned. And then therefore I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Verse 17, thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty, and thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground, and I will lay thee before kings, that they may behold thee. Verse 18, Thou hast defiled thy sanctuary by the what? Multitude of thine iniquity. By the iniquity of thy traffic. Therefore I will bring forth the fire from the midst of thee. I shall devour thee. I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth and in the sight of all men that behold thee. Praise God. You see, you see in there that this, he called it the iniquity of thy traffic. Right? And then in verse 16, he calls it the multitude of the merchandise. He said, by the, iniquity of the, uh, by the multitude of the iniquities, by the iniquities of thy what? Of thy, praise God, of thy traffic. Verse 16, by the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled thy midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Praise God. Amen. Amen. In verse 18, it says, Thou art defied thy what? Sanctuary by the multitude of thy iniquities. So, you're seeing this thing they call iniquities, multitude of iniquities, and traffic. It means activity, right? It's movement. They, they told him, hey, just walk up and down among the midst of the stones of fire. There's a defined walk that you're supposed to do. But instead, he began to do, after a while, he began to do some other motions, some other merchandising and trafficking. So in, in merchandising and trafficking, what is merchandising and what is traffic? Traffic there means like trade, right? Trade, same thing as merchandising. That, so in doing traffic and trade, the purpose of traffic and trade is for gain. All right, it's, to, it's for gain, do you agree? Gain, gain. Now, the motivation for moving men is gain. Gain is gain. Say gain. gain. To gain something. That is the what makes a soul to to move. So when you want to trace movement of the soul, is what is the soul doing to gain something? Is that thing the lost for gain? Right is the that loss for gain is is the secret of evil. Now, why would they say money is the root of all evil? What is the why why money out of all things? Because money is tied to gain. So the love of money is the word root of all evil. Why okay? What is money for? Money is talking is this currency for gain. Now, anybody who's not interested in gaining will not love money. What causes the love for money is what? 
the interest in, in gaining something. Now, what money can mean anything like I described last time. It's anything that is a currency, anything you can use for exchange. That word exchange is merchandising. Merchandise. You exchange. Praise God. So, he was positioned. Please oh, listen. Oh. Are you listening? Okay. I'm just checking. Amen. Amen. Say gain. Hey. Gain. Say gain. Gain. That's why Paul was speaking about those who suppose that godliness is gain. It is the suppose that godliness. But he now said godliness with contentment is great gain. That's the real gain is contentment. How can contentment be gain? Contentment means I don't want anything. I don't want anything of gain. So it means that there's a principle in God that you not wanting something is how you gain from God. But somebody has came and changed it and said, godliness is gain. That when you turn everything around godliness, so when you see a soul angry about, this is too much revelation, too much ministry. Why? I don't know things. Why is there no application? It's why. They're not seeing gain. That's, just, that's the only problem. The reason why souls cannot calm down and learn God properly is because of too much, is that when you, when you suspend the soul too much inside one thing, and if they are there, they're not seeing things that register as gain to the soul. The soul becomes uneasy. Why? Because there's a, a lie has been sown that godliness is gain. That when you are around God, it is, you are there to fulfill something that registers as gain to your, your natural you know, configuration. So, you know, it's called that, that most of the time, some, when, you're around, when you're really around God, when you are, you know, you are really beginning to touch God, is when you've arrived at a place where you don't feel like you are getting anything naturally. Ah, you are in a blessed place. If you can separate, you know the vision, the view of your life on the earth. You know when when you when you they washed us a little bit before. Your goal was to become the first female something, whatever. <laughs> Praise God. Become the first female something. Whatever it is, female something. Just become the first female something. Praise God. To become that, that's been a, that's been a good, but now they've washed you too much. You don't, that's not, you don't, that's not God has, you've left those things. You, you, let, you, you, you finally abandoned them because, Kai, this one is too, ah, no, it's too bad. Enough water has gone, come around and clean those things up, but there are still other all that gain. Sometimes gain will now be morph and become more invisible. You know, you know that that's a skill of spiritual people. They can hide their the gain. They can hide their lost. It's, that's, that's the skill of Bible people. <laughs> so you see that this skill of spiritual of Bible scripture. It's not only teaching you how to be spiritual to God. It's also teaching your 
teaching your, the carnal mind too. That's why you have to be careful. You have to be careful. When you're reading the Bible, your spiritual mind is reading it. Your carnal mind is also reading it. When the, 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 the innocent mind is saying, hey, how can we use this to, to, to love God and to grow and get to the next level? The carnal mind is also looking, how can we really use this thing for that? You know what I mean? That, this is our plan. What's the plan? You know, our, you know, just, what can we use here for the next level? The carnal mind will also get his own revelation from it. So you're not finding that sometimes when you bring souls around the water of the spirit, sometimes that's, that's, that uh, uh, lost can become more spiritual, more invisible, not spiritual, invisible. It will, it will shift inside more. So because the guy is spiritual, he knows what is the requirement for the, in the spiritual environment. So he knows there are some things he can't manifest. So he has to take those lost. It's not, not, but he will convert them to be more into an invisible state and then still carry it. It's, it's a sense... That's why, all of, that's why having these promises, let us cleanse ourselves from all the filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit. That's what we call the filthiness of the spirit. There's inward magnet of lusts. Somebody can be around the word of God and even journey, accumulate revelation. But while you are there, this is the secret. The secret is that don't, when you are sowing, that's what is it's dangerous. Sowing season among flock are not all the same. Sowing season are not, are, are not the same. Praise God. There. There is a way a soul can sow his or herself. A person can sow his or herself to. God. You know you are, do you know you are supposed to sow so that God can reap? Have you ever understood that before? That you are supposed to sow so that what? That's why the sowing of Christianity must be sacrificial. You must present your body as a living sacrifice. It's sacrifice is when you sow. Sacrifice is not just sowing alone. Sacrifice is a kind of sowing. It's when you sow so that, so that God can reap. That is sacrifice. That's the kind of sowing you're supposed to be doing with your life. But you now see there are some, other, some people who are so smart. When you say everybody, everyone is sowing, they also are sowing. But they are not sowing so that God can reap. They are sowing so they can reap in the future. You know, you can sow yourself today to reap yourself later. Because you feel like if you sow yours, because when you check it, you, know, you, you have enough sense to know that God's ground is the best ground to sow. You know that God's ground always delivers. When you check, you know, there's no other place for me to sow myself now. Right? Do you know that? You don't get what I'm saying? Hey, yeah. You know that if you sow yourself to Wall Street, that what you will reap will not be good. You have enough sense to know that. And you also know that the, the glory of Wall Street is crumbling very soon. That you know that times are changing now. That's not where it is right now. You know you have enough sense to know that. 
you know that the place where it is, the, the fertile ground is God's own ground. Let me go to God's house. But when you are there, you're not really sowing to God. You're just sowing yourself to reap your, a better self in the future that you can use. It's an evil. Because God has glory too. Maybe you've seen glory around men that God has, has raised. Say, hey! You know, glory can also be used for other things. That's another way of sowing, too. You can sow yourself inside God's land. And after a while, you come and some years, you can dig yourself out. Yes, so those men that John was, was speaking about, oof. Who were not all. So we know they were, they were with us, but they were not really all of us. It means one day they were all with all the other crops. One day they just woke up and walked away. Before the, before the husbandman came to reap, what happened? Some crop have. So I mean they are not just crops. They have sense. They can wake up and go. Imagine you plant some corn, one, day, one night some of the corn just wake up and just run. You think of, after enjoying all the fertilizer, all the, your tilling and everything. You, you understand that concept, yeah? So you have to be careful, be very, very careful. Just check sometimes, make sure that everything you do is pure. That's something you must constantly, constantly in your heart. Don't, constantly be pure. Don't allow the devil sow you and then rip you again from God. See, they were with us, but they are not all of us. You know, you, know, you can take God's revelation and use it and become better. You do more refined. To open your senses. You have more discernment. Sit and love such individual. Some of the guys that Satan has dreamed to use in, his, in the end time, he just he gave them to God. Just go. The ones that he doesn't really have too much hope with, he kept them around himself. Because he, he knows he has nothing good to give. <laughs> he knows that if they stay with him, that after some time they will become useless. That everything around him becomes useless after a while. Himself, he knows that. So he can send, he can, he can sow some guys to God. Then after some time, he will make them. He said, this thing, we were speaking in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, that it will, the day of the Lord will not come, except there be a falling away first. Yes, God sir. knows. Yes, God knows there yes. are people who are around him, who are around this world, the same way the sower knows that when, when men slept, he, someone came to sow it. He knows that, that among all this wheat, there are some tars there. But he will let them, let them grow together, no problem. There will, be, there will be a day of sorting out. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you have to pray. If there's any tart nature in you, God, please turn it into wheat. Let me, let me, not, let me change. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Glory to Jesus. So we're talking about that thing called what? 
called gain. Say gain. gain. One of the things that you must kill if you want to walk with God is gain. Your desire to gain. Hey, what are we going to gain out of this thing? That's what wakes up sheep wrongly from pasture. Is what shakes away the stillness from the soul. That's why when you are teaching such a soul revelation, uh, okay, uh, okay, that one, all right, no problem, yeah, I agree, okay, uh huh, okay. And all the all the okay they are saying, they are, they are calculating, they are going ahead of you, okay. At what point will the gain appear? <laughs> Do you understand? And if they wait too long, they're not saying. So is it, just, is it just this talk? There's nothing else here. So it means this is just all, all this talk you're talking about. I mean, they're not seeing gain there. The heart begins to get tired. Begins to get weary. See, many of us who are here, you're not here because you love God. Many of you here came because of gain. And in the process, God is helping your heart to be like, okay, there's actually something else. <laughs> The gain is, it's not, might, not, might not be money. Ah, why are those guys like that? There's something about that. You just see something. Like one guy was pursuing Peter around with money. When he saw what? Display. Display. How can a man like me? You will just touch the sick and they will be healed. You just speak to devils. They will just go, ah, ah. And the guy, he was a sorcerer. So, he, and that sorcery, he knows that his own doesn't work that way. There's something about this guy. And you now see how when Peter is coming, you know that they, ah, the apostle of God. They've been waiting for you. Please come and bless us. Hey! Simon is sorcerer, right? Say, God, man, this operation is too, it's too beautiful. What a beautiful something. Hey, Pakali Hajama. Yay. Say, how can we get this thing? They went to bring money. Say, how can we? Can you? Let's just share. I'll give you money and then you'll give me. Then he said, I told him, let your money punish, perish with you. You want to buy the, you want to buy the spirit of God. You want to buy the grace of God. Don't buy the grace of God. Come buy the grace of God. God's grace is not for, for merchandise. It's not for sale. It's not an instrument of getting an edge over the next person. It's not a way to be better than your neighbor. It's not a, better, a way to be cool. The learned fellows. We are, we are the ones now who know we are the cutting edge of what God is doing on the earth. I know it's been said that the sons of Issachar understood the times. 
But I just want to let you know that new sons of Issachar are around. <laughs> Who understand the times. Plus the seasons. And the seasons. They understood the time, but we understand time and the seasons. <laughs> you know you can use Bible to shine. The problem with people who use Bible to shine is the day that Bible stops shining. You know, there will be a day when Bible stops shining. When? When the shame of the, of the thing wakes up. You know, there's a shame inside. There's something inside this place. Just a matter of time. After some time, the, the shame, the persecution, the suffering, all of those things come. Kai. You see, so begin to recalibrate yes, <laughs> and reformate yes, and reposition. Yes, Supposing that godliness is gain. Godliness is not gain in that sense. It is contentment that makes godliness gain. It's the debt of your sense of gaining. It means that if you want to follow God, be willing to follow him for him without anything else attached. That is your holiness. That's your holiness. That's what makes you pure. You should search out that thing and look for it and keep it in your heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? And God can watch. So it's very hard for a soul that is looking for gain to be still. That's the point I was making. That stillness will not come. You're looking for looking for something. When God says, okay, open that place. Now, can you stay there? And there's just something about that thing. You feel, ah, oh, God, well, I should stay in this posture, I should stay in this place, yeah, that thing. Listen to that thought. Stay with that thought. Just don't, don't shift from that thought. You know, those are the kind of things that God says to his guys. But some souls can never hear that. Why would you stay on one thought when there are many things to do? Are you wasting time on just one thing? But a lot of times, you know, a lot of good has been done on the earth by men who are able to hear God to stay on one thing. You don't believe? Do you think it was easy for Daddy Kenneth Hagin to stay on one thought? Fate. For how long? With all the abuse, everything about him. Fate. Sometimes Hagin will just come to teach. He will just open one verse. He can come to a church and just be teaching one verse. One verse. Just one verse of the Bible. Teaching it. He will go and sleep. Come back in the evening. Open the Bible to Mark chapter 11. See? Even the way he reads the verse is the exact same way. The same words. He stressed the same word. You know, listen to those men. That was one thing that struck me. I started listening to you. I said, what kind of being is this? What kind of, what kind of a thing is this? I can you be teaching just one verse this, the exact same way? Give the exact same example. The exact, and the way he would tell the example is the exact same way. That's a different kind of soul. Why are you not tempted to change it? Mm. 
those are things I, I, you know, when I'm listening to a message, then I won't, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the being. What kind of, why are you configured this kind of way? I won't lie to you that the Hagin blew my mind in some kind of way. He was like, I was, ah, yayama kiha. I was like, where is this discipline, kind of discipline coming from? You stay on, t- on the same thing, the same thing, the same thing. Why are you not tempted to shift it, adjust it, make it new, make it dynamic? It's actually a discipline. God said, in fact, teach my people faith. He was teaching the exact same thing. You get what I'm saying? I'm just trying to give you an example. And now, look at how much good God was able to do because of a man chose to stay on one thing that God asked him to do. Say stillness. That's an a more outwardly manifest example, but I'm giving you an example to teach you an, an inward culture of, of, the, of, of the fold. Say fold. fold. It's the, the sheep fold. There's something about the sheep. It's the, the sheep fold that is a, the nature of a sheep. You must put on the nature of a sheep. A sheep lies down in green pasture. It means that you, the sheep must be ready not to go anywhere anytime soon. That once the shepherd has, has motioned to the sheep to lie down, the sheep should be able to stay there for a long time. Without, you know, there's one thing a sheep and a goat. You can't, can you, can you make a goat lie down in green pasture? You cannot make a goat lie down in green pasture. Why? The goat leads the shepherd. Have you, seen, have, you tried to, have you ever tried to take a goat somewhere before? The goat feels that he is the one leading you. You're only the one thinking you are the one leading the goat. You've not seen how goat behaves before. When you're, you're going this way, what happened? The goat knows where what? <laughs> so it's very clear that the Lord is not a shepherd to goats. Is a shepherd to sheep, right? You must, you must take on the sheepish configuration. Otherwise, you can never profit. There will never be the restoration of the soul without that kind of a nature. Sheepish nature. When you see a sheep, see that, that thing you always, this thing you always, what is inside this thing? The sheep is even too weak to even answer. It's just... It's just something. It's a fold. fold. A sheep fold. There's a glue of the, of the fold. The shepherd. The, 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 the sheep is too, is too helpless. You know, in Israel himself, he's too, he's too helpless to think anything outside what the shepherd is saying. He doesn't even want to explore. Okay, what if, there, what if my time can be used for other things? No, he only hears the shepherd. The only, and he stays where the word, the shepherd word leads. And where the shepherd wants to feed what? Wants to feed the sheep. Let, let me tell you something. The, 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 the world of the spirit is not your village, nor your hometown, nor is it your country. You, have not, you don't know anything about the realm of the spirit. You don't know anything about the terrain of the, 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 the world of God's knowledge. Do you get what I'm saying? You have no clue. The only way to 
the wisdom of getting you there. The wisdom of getting you there is through the, the wisdom of the fold. Is the, because the way, how, the cluelessness of the sheep is a type of your cluelessness, your cluelessness in the spirit. Like how, how clueless the sheep is concerning his next food. He doesn't even know where the next food, he doesn't even have a faculty that thinks about the next food. He doesn't, he's not even aware of anything. He only hear the voice of the shepherd. And he, he, all he, know, he knows when it's time to stop and it's when it's time to feast and to lie down in green pastures. He knows when the voice of the shepherd starts moving and he knows how to move with the voice. Not too many things are there, but he knows, are you getting what I'm saying? He's glued with the, what, the, the he's glued to the, the, the journey of the, of the pasture. That's where the, the heart of the sheep is. That's what the sheep knows. Some of us, what fights you is too much awareness of many things. When they, they are teaching one thing. Uh, okay, how does this, um, the other one, you have too much awareness of things. Trying to make sense of everything. A, a, a heart like that will not prosper. You will not prosper in mystery if you are that way. Because you are too, the Lord was talking about this morning about removing your feet. Don't be in the middle. Don't have one feet in the corruptible and one feet in the spirit. So you need to move into the spirit fully. You have to, you have to move on fully into the spirit. When it comes to the word of mystery, you don't try and calculate too many things. You follow the, there's an inward, there's a hearing that you have. It's a hearing of your, of your spirit that when you're able to come into stillness, you will begin to hear in that kind of way. You don't discover that all these many things that talk to you, if you can, can disobey them a little and be calm, you find out there's another inward ears that can, that can lead. Some of us is, is the fear of, okay, if I want to follow this thing, when I wake up tomorrow, okay, what will I do? I don't hear anything. Thank God, this shepherd. For me, I don't really hear this shepherd like that. You know what I mean? So there are things I fill my life with. God is saying that, hey, have faith. Give space. Don't fill your life with those things. They are go-to places. Forget about them. Come to stillness and wait there. If you can tarry and wait, one day you will hear something. It's the, it's the, it's the voice of the shepherd. There's some degree of tarrying that makes you break into that voice. That'll make that voice. See, I'm talking experientially. Scripture, I've showed you scripture, but also experientially. Praise God. To hear that voice the first time, God had to do things, man. Because I didn't have examples. I didn't have any, I didn't have, I wasn't like, my God, because I wasn't like mentored fully into this kind of thing. To find this word. I wasn't mentored. Right? If I was maybe just 
my, my, my life was just normal. And let's say I was just on the radio and I just heard Daddy, Reverend, teaching. Love, righteousness, eight weekend, it wouldn't mean anything to me. I say, ah, which one is this one again? Like, okay, now we love righteousness. Are you get what I'm saying? But they had to do something. I've shared this story, I can't share it again, but to bring me to stillness. Stillness. It wasn't easy because of the things that the motions of my soul. My soul was, 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 my soul was, I was, I was, I was, I was cooled in movement. I was cool, you know what I mean? We're in movement that you just can't be stationary. You know, you get things, man. God, in fact, is taking you somewhere. You are going somewhere. In fact, being stationary is a sin. That was my corrupt mind at that time. You, you get what I'm saying? But to, to break, those are the things I went, why would they say listen to Hagen alone? The Lord told me that. At that point before, I met Daddy. Just to be okay, all the other ministers you listen to, all the other faith ministers, all the U.S. guys, I stopped listening to them, only Daddy Hagen. I said, why? Okay. I, I started. I started listening to Hagen, listening to him, listening to him. Initially, initial faith teachings. And then I began to discover another thing. And on this. That's why I began to, all the things I was telling you before about his attitude. Why is he teaching one thing? And that's the way he teaches his own faith is different from many other teachers. There's the way he, his own is. There's an attitude of his own. Is it? Because he had culture of the spirit. You know, you know <laughs> there's something about that apostolic encounter. An apostolic encounter is pure. Right? The guy who is saying what the apostle said is not the same thing as what the apostle is saying. There's something about that because the, the, in, inside the message of the apostle, the pure message of the apostle, inside it are secret obediences and positioning that guaranteed the door to open. Do you get That's why when you listen to the Hagen, you don't hear just um, careless. You know, just usage of faith or covetousness. No, no, there's, there's something behind it. There's some kind of discipline of the spirit. The culture of discipline of the spirit. That, that obedience and that sense of, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of meekness. It's, a, it's an helplessness without God. You can sense it from his language. Now, this, this, this man depends on God. It's not just a, a talk. It's not a cliche that he actually has. Are you getting what I'm saying? And now because okay, what kind of what kind of nature is okay? I, I'm seeing a nature inside him, but I don't know how to get it. How did the man become like this? What is the word for it? That thing was the appetite in my heart, the quest in my heart. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Amen. So. That stillness, like I told you, I began to pray, I began to, and all of that stuff, and, and in, in the time of stillness, the Lord began to break to my heart and say, I will show you great and mighty things. I will show you things without no rest, not. Amen. Those, those, is, it's difficult for, you know, you know that the promise to a soul, I will show you great and mighty things 
which thou knowest not. God can never say that to a busy man. He won't say that to a busy soul. The Lord could not say, even if the Lord said that to me before, let's say some months before, even years before that time, I say, oh, yeah, awesome, thank you, Jesus. Wow, I got, I got a word from God today. It's going to show me great and mighty things which I know not. I will be excited. Whoa, great and mighty. Then when I think of great and mighty, wow. The things that will flood my heart will be what? Will have nothing to do with what God is saying. But it had to, it had to come into a season of stillness. So at that point, when God will now say great and mighty, fear gripped me. Hey, because at that time, and I know that I already knew at that time, I smelt it. There are other things old, and all this money and all this career and other things old. Is it possible that these great and mighty things are from that other dimension, which I'm perceiving? Those are the depth things about God that I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that there are more things about him. Then he said, which thou knowest not. Then it became clear to me, okay, okay, okay. If I know it not, then it's not all these things. It means there are more things about you that are great and mighty, which I know not. Praise God. In the, in the in stillness and in quietness, the, the ministry of the shepherd opens up. See, God can lead you. See, everything. Don't try and summarize God by the erected experience which you've had thus far. There are things in God. There are realities in God. When you become still, I love what he said, what Moses said. He said, stand still and see the word salvation of God. Stand still and see. Tell somebody, stand still and see. Stand still and see the salvation of God. Stand still. It means that Red Sea can never move without stillness. Do you know it wasn't easy to say that to Israel? Why? <laughs> they look back, man. Pharaoh the Como. Do you know who Pharaoh is with his wrath and his army? He was coming. But Moses said, stand still. Can you, with Pharaoh and his army pursuing you, can you stand still? No, you might, might think it's trivial. It's not trivial, though. Pharaoh is coming. He says, stand still. Stand still. If you are able to come to stillness, in stillness, veils open. That Red Sea was a veil that needed to part. But the veil will not part when busy soul is coming, a soul that's too active. The soul, the soul starts to steal, man. That place where you, when you, when you, are, you stand still sometimes, it might seem like you are staring into darkness. There's nothing here. There's nothing. Nothing can come out of this place. But stand still. That place that seems dark, after some time, a door can emerge. 
away can emerge. I'm talking to your, in your heart. If you listen to me, your heart knows what I'm saying. You, can, it knows what I'm, you know what I'm talking to you about. I'm telling you about an inward attitude. See that, that hastiness. Of, well, I just prayed, nothing's happening. Hey, calm down, calm down, calm down. Uh, maybe I just need to grow more. You know, the Bible, I don't understand. It's not really getting, you know, I, I, listen, to, well, I listen to the message, but, you know, it's not, it's not really, you know, hey, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down. Even convention is coming. Say, well, me, me, I have my own favorite minister. Ah, anytime he or she teaches, I understand. But you see the other ones. Yeah. Well, maybe. Calm down. Be still. still. Calm down. Be still. Be still. Out of no way. God said it. I will make a way in the wilderness. Kai. Kai. You need to know who you are dealing with. A being that makes, what is way? Can, you, can there be way in wilderness? What's, how would there be way there? Nobody lives there. It's not a civilization. How? But God said, yeah, I'm in the business of making way. God made way through the Red Sea. See? He opened the sea like this, and a way emerged. Why? Because of what? Because of stillness. Say stillness. stillness. Say stillness. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Say stillness. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord will bless you with grace for that. Strength for that. They that wait upon the Lord are renewed their strength. They mount up with wings as eagles. They walk, they will be weary. They shall run. They shall not what? The Lord will help you not to be, not to be, not to be afraid of quietness. So, what's afraid of quietness? You know that attitude is against revelation. When you can't be, we, we calm and quiet. And the world around you is developed to always stimulate you. There's almost always something you need to do. But you need to gather strength, gather yourself together. Become configured for the, for the, for the pasture, for the way, for the way, for the, for the, for the field, for the pasture, the pasture of God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Still souls see when, where there is nothing to see. When... When, but there's nothing here now. The still man is seeing. Kai. To change Jacob's name, he had to aspire when he was tired. They had to wait till he would get tired. You know, he's a supplanter. There's always something. There's a way. You know, he finds his own way. Busy man. But when he, he got to the end of his strength, when is when he laid down on a, a stone. For him to sleep on a stone means that there was nothing else. No more. He has, he has come to his 
the expiration of his strength, when he touched his head on the stone, in stillness, suddenly, he began to see. Angels ascended. Heaven was open. Angels said, ah, God is here and I didn't know it. Am I correct? Is that the Bible? He saw a ladder. What is not ladder he saw? It means that in that place where nobody sees anything, there's actually, heaven was open, there was ladder going to heaven, angels were ascending and ah, ah. It took, it took stillness. Sometimes when there's a move of the spirit, like in a meeting like this, you know, it's not, not everybody perceives what's going on. You know, like, Why is one even shouting? What's going on here? Why are you shouting like you don't know what's going on there? Because you're in the same room, but someone can see. Someone else might not even have a clue. It has to do with how, how still the heart, how still the heart is. Praise God. Like I said, God's movement is too fast. That if you are fast, you can miss him. Sometimes, if something is going too fast and you are fast, you won't see. But when you calm down, you look. Is that really something here? There's a way we can increase the, 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 the speed of this fan now. That someone can come in there and might not notice there is a fan. Because of how fast it's turning. You only be seeing ceiling. But if you are able to just come down and look where. Ah, there's actually something turning there. I'm just giving you an example. You know what I mean? That's how it is in the spirit. God, God is too quick for a busy heart to detect. It's too, it's too quick for a busy heart. When a busy heart comes, it's not just talk, all this revelation, all these things. I was talking to somebody and he said, ah, this everlasting life. What is it? I was like, I mean, I mean, I was just pitying for them. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. Because I did that to this person. They have no clue at all what this thing is. And I'm like, hey, yeah, Kai. God's life. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was so like, ah, devil, devil, devil is bad. God will help you. Amen. I don't know if you've got the sense of this message today. It's to prepare your heart just for something. It's to, to make you wear another cloth and reboot yourself and come again. Come again with another readiness of heart, ready to be blessed by God. Ready to be blessed. God wants to move you into a, a, a realm where men cannot see, where men will not be able to discern you. You get to a point where they can't discern your steps anymore, they can't discern your dealing. It becomes too invisible. You, they will move you into the motion of God. You, you will actually, you know, through stillness, you can actually take God's own speed. You'll be quick on the inside. You might look like nothing is happening on the outside, but inside, the motions are fast. You are quick. You are swift. You are swift. You are swift. Amen. You can be slow to speak, but quick to hear. So you mean slowness and quickness at the same time? Yeah, in one dimension, you are slow. But in another dimension, you are fast. But not quick to hear. Say quick to hear. Quick to hear means your, your, inward, your inward frequencies are tuned because of stillness, slowness on the outside. Praise the Lord. They are able to open you up to hear God. Just begin to pray. Pray quickly and just however this message registers to you, whatever speaks to your heart. 
the, the bringing the ministry of the, of the shepherd, the ministry of the great shepherd is coming, coming close to you. Just begin to ask for, for help. Empress. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Father, we bless your holy name. We give you glory. Worship you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Whatever our hearts desire, whatever we have picked up as a request, as a quest, Father, from what you have said, I pray that your ears will be open to us, to our cry, and to the desires of our heart. Lord, you are showing us, Lord, a, a new posture, a new position, a new thing, a new way of our heart, which we ought to take on. I pray, Lord, you will cause everyone to arrive at this place Amen. by your mercy. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the grace that will work these things out in us. Let it be released from heaven, Father. Thank you, Lord, for Shamai Kreso Protopa Iglema Mama Otas Zatriste O Prefila Brahone Kresko Mehelatimikota Kaniosa. Thank you. Holy Spirit, interpret this word. Make every heart understand what you have said. May it not elude us. Create the preparation in our heart which this word ought to bring even for the season of blessing. Everybody will be blessed. No one will miss out. We will feed, we will drink, we will enjoy even the pasture of the Lord. Thank you for this week ahead of us, a great week of great awesome blessing. Thank you for every heart will partake, oh God. Thank you for encounters. Thank you for deliverances. Thank you, for, Lord, for great mercy. Great goodness that will flood our lives because of what you are about to do. I pray that every ear be open. Let every eye see clearly. Let every heart be equipped and empowered, Lord, to comprehend and to receive visitation and encounters from you. Thank you, our Father. We give you all the glory today. We worship your holy name. Bless you. 
In Jesus' name we pray. You dwells between the cherubim, shine for. You dwells between the cherubim, shine for. You.